Welcome to the Blank Slate, a podcast about just about goddamn near anything. That's the tagline. I am your on again, off again host, Rich Camalucci, along here with the other on again, off again host, as we've agreed to rotate hosting duties as uh, need be. It's like we, if we were married, we had a kid, we're divorced, and now it's Rich's turn with our son. That voice you hear is Chris Mullet. How's it going? You may know us from our other podcast endeavors, uh, most recently Podswoggle. It's the longest uh, running podcast we've had. Ever. Uh, ever. <laughs> ever. Longest podcast. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Ever, ever, that's actually. A, that's a not a fact. Uh, and our previous podcast experience before that was Arakast, based off of our uh, comedy group, uh, Araka, um, where uh, me, Mullet, and a lot of the other people that you'll hear on this podcast, or or, or I've either, already heard on them, yeah, uh, have either met or strengthened our friendships, as right. it were. Um, so yeah, we kind of longed for the days of the that podcast. Yeah, I mean, I miss sitting down for rockcasts and just sitting down and talking about our lives, but also talking about like the world, talking and what's about kind of going on, pop culture, and what's going on. Because you know, while I love Potswoggle. It's a passion project. I'm going to make a vow. Oh, yep, I'm drinking beer. You know it's me. Um, I'm going to make a vow right now that you know we're not we are not going to talk wrestling on this. No, if because you, we have we have uh, at this point right now currently released we have 153 other podcasts that do that. So including like eight in the bank. Uh, yeah. So so but if we do happen to make any offhand wrestling references or something like that just go with it and i'd like to think that from pod swoggle and even if there's still some people out there from a rock cast that have found us if they're listening to us they like our opinions they like our comedy so for those of you that enjoy rich and i and of course you know for pod swoggle listeners uh tope widden and augie will be on the show inevitably we're going to try to only have one person on the show at a time on this thing um if at all possible uh Get to hear us outside of the box, outside of our comfort zone. Let's talk about other shit. Yeah, just talk about the world. Um, so this is the wrestling free zone. Uh, not to make it sound like Bill O'Reilly or anything, <laughs> but uh, yeah, let you know that we're not one trick ponies and have a good time and have some fun. And uh... and if you just somehow randomly found us while yeah. uh, searching through iTunes, uh, welcome. Uh, welcome well, we to, like to the party. And the other thing I wanted, the one main thing I want to point out about the difference between us and Potswoggle on top of everything else was with Potswoggle, while we randomly do have special guests at times, we have a large stable of friends and comrades and people that we know who are not only funny, but also have a lot of different experiences, a lot of different expertise. And I an miss, insight. An insight. I miss having them because – a lot of them don't share our passion for wrestling. Yeah. So they're unable to share that with us. And now this is a, I, this is a, a place where now, Hey, we can have Tony on to talk about Mad Men for two hours, which we'll do in May, or we can have Tope on to talk about the 49ers, which we'll yeah. never do. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and we'll, Make sure that we make it clear what we're talking about in the title. We're not going to try to come up with some cute, kitschy title or anything like yeah. that for you. It's If we're talking about sports, it'll be just all sports. Or if we're talking about a certain thing about sports, it'll be football, tennis, or something like that. Ooh, uh, I want to do a tennis podcast. A tennis podcast? Talk out our ass. <laughs> 15 minutes. Let's do it. <laughs> Uh, like, we'll, we'll probably have shorter. Like one day we'll be like, "Hey, do you want to talk about like backgammon for a while? The pros and cons. <laughs> Let's do it." But yeah, it, yeah. If, or if it's like a movie podcast, we'll put it in there. What yeah. movies and stuff like that. Uh, and yeah, we'll kind of give you a heads up. That way you can 
if you're, like, we have a lot of varied interests, uh, and not everyone has all the interests. Us. You know, we'll try to cover a lot of different topics. That's why we call ourselves the blank slate because we want to be able to talk about fucking anything. Not gonna pigeonhole ourselves while not anything. having the word pod or cast in the fucking title, <laughs> which was a pre prerequisite for Rich uh, was to not have that. I think my first, my first. Uh, smart-ass remark with, can we just call it uh, uh, Padaka Swag, Podwaka Swagcast or something? Which actually is funny. Uh, you can edit this out if you want, but uh, have you ever noticed when you try to look for Podswoggle on YouTube, like if you just type in Podswoggle, you do P-O-D-S-W, and it's like us and like some weird-ass thing that's like Podswagalakadu. I've never like noticed that. that before. It's weird as shit. I ever. see it every time, and I'm like, I never click it. I need to. Um, <laughs> uh, and last bit of kind of uh, introductory, before we get introductory house cleaning stuff, um, and we'll mention this again probably towards the end of the show, but if you want to join in on the conversation, uh, again, we'll hit it at the end of the show. But you can send us an email to blankslatepodcast at gmail.com. We'll read your emails live on air. And if you want to just hit us up on Twitter, we'll read your tweets and we'll conversate with you on there and continue the conversation. Our Twitter handle is uh, at blankslatepod because you need those characters. You know, you need every character you can get. Absolutely. That's so, uh, yeah, without any more jibber jabbering. Without any more jibber jabber. Rich. I think it's very appropriate that on our first show, I know you're the host, this might be a little ass backwards, but it's relevant to when we're recording this today, 11, 14, 13, that you share with the world a fart. Uh, you, <laughs> no, I, all right. So we want to, this is like the third, this is the first time we're actually recording and it's the third attempt. We were going to have a podcast related to... Uh, Mad Men when Mad Men was over and we missed that boat. We were going to have a podcast. <laughs> At the beginning of the football season. Yeah, and we were going to have a podcast at the beginning of the football season with our good friend Tony. He told us he's not really watching football right now. So we're like, oh, well, never mind. We'll wait until basketball season. Uh, well, actually, we were going to do the, po- the, fo- <laughs> the football podcast with our friend Tope from Podswoggle uh, and his computer <laughs> crashed while we were setting up to do right. it. Right. Then we're going to do basketball with Tony when he was in town, lost time. So wouldn't you know it, when we finally get the chance to sit down and do it, Rich's favorite professional football team. The team that I grew up predisposed to love. The Miami Dolphins grew up, had aqua and orange running through my veins. It's true. It was a passion. I have Miami Dolphins onesies, I'm sure. You didn't find them when you moved out? No. So, and I'm glad we're doing this. A, a little, little bit removed. Fr- further removed, so we do have some hindsight. Especially because you're recording the city next to your set of knives. So <laughs> that would have terrified me. Yeah. So, I, but go ahead. You know, here. Yeah, like, uh, I'm gonna I'm, I'm tag out again for. Well, uh, because we're gonna really delve into this entire Richie Incognito, Jonathan Martin, soiree. That would have been the best case scenario. <laughs> and. uh and I'm glad we're doing it kind of after everything had died down. Because, like, last week, the last week and a half, two weeks, I would fucking wake up to fucking Mike and Mike in the morning. And literally the first words I would hear that greeted my day had something to do with Richie Incognito, Jonathan Martin, a racial slur, and cum. 
<laughs> the second half of that. Damn it! Oh, what was the what was the? I can't make that reference. Never mind. Was the second half of that sounds like something you hear in the dungeon. Uh, all right. That, that is not yeah. how human beings were meant to wake up with that imagery. <laughs> Which I'll tie into because it was literally a race every morning because. Uh, the past week, uh, spoiler alert, I just recently got a job. Oh. <laughs> but uh, I love that that got announced on the first blank slate, yeah. but not on, on any of the pocket. Yeah. Um, so, so I would be like up like really early on uh, last Friday. I was up like it's like five thirty in the morning. I had to go to the doctor to get like blood work done. So I was like done at like six forty five, and I had to be to work till like eight thirty. So I literally just like got to McDonald's, just sat in my car and like surfed the internet. And I knew that Rich was up to go to work. So, like, literally for, like, the entire week, it was, um, like, a race between me and Mike and Mike in the morning to see who could break the news to Rich about what happened while he was asleep or what he didn't know about. Which you literally said um, because there was the one message that, well, which I'm sure we'll get to later when I pull up on my phone, where he kind of you know, said something about, or somebody said about Jonathan Martin's, like, sister, they were going to come in her cunt. And I, I said that, and he, and what I've been doing is I've been altering all these messages to personalize them to me. <laughs> like I won't offend Rich's mother. Cause I love Rich's mother. So I'm like, she's a nice lady. So I'm not going to slap her in the face, but, um, but your non-existent sister, I will totally come in her cunt. Uh, and then you said like, dude, it's, it's eight o'clock in the morning. It's way too early. to Use cunt. I was like, dude, we learned that in AP style. Like you can use cunt anytime you want. Uh, <laughs> No, 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 you said like something about journalism class, journal- and then I said integrity. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and then I said that AP, AP style book's full of shit, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so, so you've been waking up to this every day, so it's calmed down now. But I, you don't like to talk to me about this because I like to a make your life a living hell about this, and b it's a sensitive subject, which is you know? fair. It's all you got. You're a uh, Cleveland Indians fan. You're a Minnesota Vikings I'm fan. I'm so a Cavaliers you're having. Fan. We are both having rough seasons, even though my team is still technically in playoff contention. Right. We are both having. Very rough seasons. Yes, we are. I would say so. So I just want you to kind of shoot on us here, kind of open up just your thoughts. If you need help, I'm more than happy here. Let me just, all right, let me start. Because I was the one that actually. You know what got buried in all of this mess? The fact that Ryan Tannehill learned the alphabet this year. <laughs> like, no one's talking about that. Please go on. <laughs> well, they had to teach him the alphabet to, so he could understand what AFC and NFC stood for. And then once that happened, they taught him the divisions and everything, and you know uh, the season. Now he knows what to be. Eighth, he knows what the eighth tiebreaker is. Now he's come so far. Uh, I was actually the one that broke Dumb the story to bastard. you. I'm proud of. Yeah, that. I was taking a shit, and I saw like like Dolphins Martin like like leaves team, and I was like, I don't even know who this guy is. And I saw his offensive tackle, and like I saw the verbiage, and it was so vague. And I was like, I'm sure Rich knows about this, but I was like. I suspected something was up. Anytime one of those stories leaks, like yeah. the Tiger Woods story, yeah. like the like the morning crash is like, that ain't right. Yeah. Mante Tail, his girlfriend did something. That ain't right. Like you know ESPN's got the jump and they're just teasing you. Yeah. What were your initial <laughs> what were your initial thoughts on like it was just gonna be something like innocuous, like or it was gonna be something I like- thought that there was maybe a story of that I don't know, Mike Pouncey's subpoena was a joke. Yeah, that's right. His subpoena for a murder, double murder trial or something. (laughs) For his involvement with Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, by the way, our center has a subpoena out. 
I love that you made the phrase double, double murder trial sound like something you ordered at a restaurant. <laughs> Can I get the double murder trial platter, please? Sure. Would you like uh, Would you like an extra stenographer with that? Um, <laughs> no, just the mozzarella sticks. Oh, perfect. <laughs> uh, with extra marinara. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that was, like, the, what? The week? The, either, like, the Sunday before or, like, the week before? It was... No, 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 no. Uh, he got served on that Sunday. And then you sent that to me, I think, on Tuesday because right. we weren't watching Raw, and I, I was, was just sitting here doing nothing. Week, yeah. yeah, yeah, and we weren't rehearsing that night, so I think it was Tuesday. Here, here's he got what... served on Sunday. This happened on Tuesday because Jonathan Martin left the team on Monday. Right. Here's a theory for you. Did is Pouncy behind all of this? Is he the puppet master? Did he? <laughs> did he? It's like, hey, Richie, man, you know, you've made your money, man. You you want to go out in the worst way possible for an athlete to go out. <laughs> Sure, and like, because what has happened since then? Like, did pounce? Like, is he? Does he have to do anything? Because it was about like illegal arms trading or something. Like, wasn't it? I I didn't. Like, I know it was like something about like illegal firearm possession or something. Like the like the chickens have still not come home to roost on this pouncy situation. Oh no, we're gonna hear so much more about that. He killed the guy. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be MVP in two years. Yeah, it's gonna be back on the team. Actually, he'll just rub it in your face. He'll go to like the Jets. Well, he's still on the. He Patriots. was still already on the Patriots. It's just bad enough. Nah, he'll go to the Bills. Just round it out. Um. So, so your initial, well, what were your initial thoughts on like what it was or what was happening? Like, did you think it was like you just thought it was like perfectly harmless? Like, oh, he had a headache or just a bad day or because the beginning no. season you already had the Mike Wallace thing, which turned out to be nothing except the fact that he can't catch footballs anymore. It's like, oh, we have a, a diva wide receiver. Cool. Why not a diva offensive lineman? So then later in the week, it comes out that it, it was basically due to bullying and hazing, which, of course, it has to happen in the midst of see, like, I'm 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 I don't I'm like done with saying it was hazing because this was something that has been proven to be beyond hazing. This is this has become well, just best friends, a personal <laughs> just, just what best friends. They're do. two best friends getting down with shit. I mean, literally. I mean, you Gonna could argue. Kill your mom and fuck down it, it. I mean, you could argue like I'm doing the exact same thing to you, my best friend, in retaliation because of this. So we might have we might have confirmed we might have confirmed Richie Incognito's story, which I haven't watched. But the only thing you told me is that he looked like a psychotic Frank Kelly. Looked like a giant Frank Kelly. He looked like a Thanksgiving Day balloon <laughs> version of Frank Caliendo. Um, Frank Caliendo refuses to do a Richie Incognito impersonation, not because it's too risque, but because it's too easy. Right. (laughs) Exactly. So, so this happens. So, all right. So, so you don't consider it. All right. So it's not bullying hazing at this point. I think it's, I think bullying like works even though they're two fucking adults, but I don't think it's hazing because hazing, while it can get really bad, Right, whether it's a sports team or fraternity or or what have you, like it usually ends. Like there's there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, but hazing in general is just fucking retarded. Yeah, uh, were were you uh, a thespian in high school? Yeah, of course. Did you have to go through Hell Week? Yeah, I refused to go through Hell Week. Mine mine wasn't bad though. Like I think at the worst, I had to like stand on a desk and sing like uh, all that jazz. Yeah, and- fuck that. I like I get like paying your dues 
like I understand that, and I chalked it up to that. But like I'll like I'll be on like I don't care. Uh, like at work, like there's this like the where I work at now. There's like somebody there who's like not been like bullying me or hazing me, but like everything I say is wrong, and it's just getting like annoying at this point. Yeah. And it's just like, like I I, I well you know what you should do you should just stand up and punch him in the face. <laughs> We're not even there yet. I should threaten to slap her, or slap her mother in the face. Um, and, and her real mother. Her re- Wait, did it really say real mother? Yes. Was Jonathan Martin like adopted? Like is that like a, just like is like he pulling like his no, heart? I think he uh, like might have like a stepmom or something. Okay. Oh, I was gonna be like, well, I just broken the story wide open. <laughs> like Richie Ankenu's like fucking with his actual family history, but um, but yeah, but like, and it, like it's fucking annoying, and I'm like, I'm getting close to the point. I'm just like, you know, go fuck yourself, shut up, you're illiterate, and get out of my face. And then I'll toss my plate of spaghetti over, and then, <laughs> which I asked you, we're big fans of the BS Report, Bill Simmons, um, and they've been keep making these references. What do you think it was? That pushed him over the edge. Because I, I would try to... I'm just going to Google like, Jonathan thing, Martin spaghetti and hope that some weird dude just doesn't have a restaurant. <laughs> I I haven't... I'm going to be honest. I haven't really read too much about... Like, I haven't read too many articles about this. Uh, it just... You know, after you listen to so many fucking pundits, especially on like ESPN, and you'll like read excerpts from other columns and stuff like that. Like there was a column from this one dude in Miami. who's like been writing in Miami for like 30 fucking years who was just, who literally his stance on the whole column was that this entire story is way overblown. (laughs) That's a professional. What is, uh, what has Kip Bayless had to say about all this? I don't, he's doesn't even register to me as a human being. (laughs) So, uh, when I Google Jonathan Martin spaghetti, just a bunch of like uh, like mini dresses come up. So. Good, I'm glad. I mean, there's like there's something there's a long like something about Peter King, and I just don't want to read anything about Peter King. So, um, all right. So, like, w- at what point did this get? Like, what was your tipping point? Like, because every day was something else. Like, all right, now here's the racial slurs. My now my tipping point came when. People started to defend the actions. That's just the any fucking NFL player. That's just the culture of the locker room. You know, that's just what happens. You know, oh, and like fucking Dicka, I'd go up there and I'd punch him in the face. Kick his ass. It's like fuck you, Dicka. You got fucking osteoporosis (laughs) in your mustache. Your mustache. It's impossible, by the (laughs) way. But but like, no, none of this shit. Is okay, and you know what? Fine. You know what? Say it is the culture of the locker room and right. of the league or whatever. Okay, we're all fucking wired differently. God forbid, with so many anti-fucking bullying campaigns out there, that someone stood up and took a non-violent approach and solution to this problem. Who he got up. And walked away from millions of dollars and probably ostracized himself from many head coaches and teams to stand up for himself so he could not. Don't fucking laugh. I know. This is fucking very important. I know. I'm sorry. Okay? God forbid he set an example for the children of America aside from a Play 60 campaign. That these fuckers don't even shoot on the same set with these children because they're too busy. 
popping bottles and Chris and shit. While uh, leaving voicemails. If we did have an ending or beginning song for this, we could play Royals right now because it's very appropriate. And, and you know what? You know what? And honestly, I think it helps that Stanford education. God forbid he came from a civilized school, whereas Richie Incognito got kicked out of every fucking educational institution he stepped foot in. Two separate Nebraska coaches banned him from the team. Now here's here's something I wanted to bring up. Like hey, we're okay. He and then after Nebraska, he went to Oregon. Please tell me him and Legarrette Blunt were on the same team. I just imagine them standing across from another like a game of Rock'em Sock'em Robots, just back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna beat up somebody. I know it's me. Um, so like, here's here's my point to what you said was like, all right. So it's just like the culture. Like you mean to tell me like over the past because. You can kind of attribute to like this like lifestyle, like this kind of hazing. Like I'm sure, like back in the old days, it was it was it was bad, but it was probably a different level of bad. Like that they're like because he is a second year player, so he's still a newer player in the NFL. There hasn't been anything else like so like every player that's been in the league like five to eight years, like their friends on the team are just like, hey, what's going on? You bleepily bleep bleep. Ah, nothing much. I'm gonna fuck your dad in the ass until I come out of his eyes. Like yeah, I. That's the the, the, like, the everyday vernacular in any fucking NFL locker room. I'm sure that's what Peyton Manning whispers to Eric Decker after they score touchdowns every week. Like that was a funny thought I had in the shower today. Is what <laughs> if what if Peyton Manning had chose to come to the Dolphins? Oh my god! I believe uh, his response would have been something like, "Well, when you get some idiot lineman that gets liquored up and <laughs> shoots his mouth off." Uh, do we have photo confirmation that Richie Incognito is not just Mike Vanderjack actually jacked? <laughs> that might actually be what happened. Um, so, all right. So the tipping point. Yeah, that was my thing. Was like when the stories came out where like everyone was supporting Incognito. I was like, well, this guy's never coming back on the team. So number one, there goes like what? He was like a second round fucking pick. Yeah. Um, and okay. Uh, again, as far as like which the football culture, doesn't matter in this instance, but well, it does when your quarterback's gotten sacked over forty times this year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hasn't helped on the field uh, for a good football team. And then also, just as far as the culture goes, like I don't mean to simplify it down and boil it down to a simple matter of jocks and intellectuals, right. not nerds. Yeah. He's probably a nerd. He looks uh, like a nerd. I see yeah. it. Chris Bosh is a fucking nerd. He's awesome. Chris Bosh? We'll get there another day. Okay. <laughs> Turn this motherfucking bus around. We hopefully won't get there in June, but, you know. Oh, God. Probably won't. Um, so, but, uh, it's not like Jonathan Martin's the only player to come out of fucking Stanford. Yeah. Give me that salt. It's empty. I'm going to throw it away. <laughs> I've purposely been picking with things around Rich because he's so OCD. So I'm just like, he's going to notice. Don't touch with that pepper. <laughs> oh, this is empty. Where can I put this? <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, yeah. There's just this. Intellectuals. This, this, this uh, what? My mail's going to fall. Sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I have, to stand like, I have to sit like a statue. <sighs> Jocks versus intellectuals. There is just this, when you say this culture, it's just like, I can't help but think about a, a culture of, of bullies and people who have always been bigger than everyone else and have been able to just sort of get away with whatever right. they want, you know? And, and, and Jonathan Martin might not have been that person, you know, he might not have fucked with everybody that came across his he way. He might have been raised right. Uh, just, it, 
it's just God forbid. Like, did us as an entire society know that we were keeping jackals in the NFL and we were fine with it as long as it stayed with them? And now that it came out, it's like, oh, it's a thing. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> okay. When it comes to dealing with bullies, and uh, I'm, I might sound a little bit hypocritical here mm-hmm. because this is what worked for me, but in, in middle school, I think I was in seventh grade, I had a, uh, I had a boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was friendly. He hung out in our friend group, so I had to fucking deal with him all the time. Mm-hmm. And I have very curly, kinky hair. And in fucking middle school, like when you're in like seventh grade, you're already awkward as hell anyway. And you don't the, know what the hell to do with yourself. And kids are the worst age because yeah, they're finding they're out who they are. And you're either, you're either a good person or a bad person yeah. and it's in middle school when you find that out. And, and so this fucking kid would just he would fuck with me every single day just name calling and just like physically harassing me call me like coochie head and say that like pussy hair for which in his defense (laughs) but then like he would come and like try to finger my head right which in his defense (laughs) well one day i finally just got fucking sick of it we were all uh there were a few of us walking home from school and he was like fucking just trying to finger bang my skull and i just fucking pulled up and just fucking popped him in the head he pulled up popped me in the head i popped him in the head he's like all right we're cool <laughs> literally that's how it fucking went down so and now here i am and i'm kidding <laughs> uh so like standing up for myself and punching him in the face it did work for me right but but that shouldn't have to be the way like i'm sure if I had just gone and told somebody, he also would have stopped right. or it would have gotten worse. Right. And to which you report it until the motherfucker gets suspended and probably gets sent to reform school. And, then and maybe that's over. best for the rest of you know, society. <laughs> so Was his I... name Richie Incognito by any chance? No. Uh, so I don't want to seem hypocritical and right. like that's not how I handled yeah. myself. But God forbid he's a role model. True. So, everyone's everyone else on the team <laughs> supported the bad guy. Uh, Ryan Tannehill thought they were besties. All right. Picture- everyone thought they were best friends. Right. Apparently, here's like all right. I'm gonna get there in a second. My first question was, what do you imagine Ryan Tannehill doing while all this is going on? I'm gonna produce about five different people. Like all right, playing Connect Four by himself. <laughs> And losing every time. Yeah. What do you imagine Dan Marino thinking about this whole situation? Because I don't know if I've, I don't watch CBS <laughs> NFL coverage. What does Dan Marino think of this whole situation? Uh, well, that's the thing, because Marino's from like Pittsburgh. Well, no. <laughs> and like anyone from Pittsburgh, even as geek, the geekiest geek from Pittsburgh can still kick someone's ass. Right. Um, but he was probably just thinking, ow, my knees. I was going to say, he's like, wow, that's horrible. What did you just tell me? <laughs> like, that's Aikman, yeah, but that's it's Aikman. still Marino. Um, Shula came out and said, but Shula's like the only, of course, Shula's like the voice of reason. Shula's going to be on the fucking uh, committee for, like, the Dolphins committee for this whole thing that Stephen Ross is putting together. Uh, does Jimmy Johnson have an opinion, or can he not hear anything with all that money over his ears? <laughs> uh, Jimmy Johnson's, like, right down the middle on this, eight and eight. All right, and uh, what does Deardorff think? Just so I can hear your Deardorff impersonation. Why are you doing this to me? (laughs) 
It's like a little halftime, so you can get away from seriousness. Uh, Deardorff or Fouts? Uh, well, you do a good Deardorff, I thought, too. Oh, God. I got to be listening to Deardorff. Deardorf All right, tell me what Fouts is then. <laughs> Fouts is just like, uh, uh, ah, yeah, you know, I, I can't even do a Fouts. I'm too worked up to do fucking okay, impressions, right, okay? Fine, sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. not a performing monkey. Do you want, would, would a big cat or any lad help you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. All right, so. All right, that was your little halftime. So, the thing I was going to bring up about the Friends thing, I didn't watch the Incognito interview. I saw a little bit of the Stephen Ross interview when I was over here for Monday Night Football. Uh, and pretty much, like, he was, like, the general consensus I've gotten from the interview was, like, he was, like, appalled. The bits I saw, like, the clips, he did not come off well in that interview, to say the least. Um, but he was saying the same thing. Is there any at all reasoning or, like, you know, kind of equation you can make to where Martin is the bad guy in the situation in your mind at all. Like he just takes everything the wrong way. Like he's just totally overreacting based on. And that he's the only person that's being singled out. He's he's like, besides like an 84 year old coach, I don't know how old Shula is and his own attorney. Nobody else has stood up for him. Uh, I'll actually there has been someone else to stand up for him. I'll get into that in a little bit, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> I just, it's, it's hard because it, it, it just, and it's frustrating because no one is out and outright saying like Jonathan Martin was wrong and, mm-hmm. and incognito was right, but they, they in a way are by, by in basically by either being oblivious well no no but but just by almost endorsing that kind of behavior right and, hey that's just what happens boys will be boys right no you're fucking adults yeah uh actually did you have, have you heard what uh brandon marshall said about uh, the whole thing i'd love to hear is it actually going to be lucid or is it like his alternate personality he had the best take are you sick? on this that anybody has had. Well, he must have just swallowed I'll read his, you, I'll read you the he quote. He must have just swallowed his 28 pills. I will, literally, I will read you the entire Please quote. Please do. A little boy falls down, and the first thing we say as parents is, get up, shake it off. You'll be okay. Don't cry. When a little girl falls down, what do we say? It's going to be okay. We validate their feelings. So right there, from that moment, we are teaching our men to mask their feelings. Don't show their emotions. It's that time. It's that times a hundred with football players. You can't show that you're hurt. You can't show any pain. So for a guy that comes into the locker room and he shows a little vulnerability, you know that's a problem. That's so. That's what I mean by the culture of the NFL, and that's what we have to change. Are you sure that wasn't Thurgood Marshall or something. That <laughs> that my friend was. That was Brandon Marshall. <laughs> Man, it's really good he had that kind of mind when he was on the Dolphins. Let me just tell you that that is coming from the mouth of a man (laughs) who, on April 23rd of 2011, was stabbed near his stomach by his wife. Uh, (laughs) That... uh, (laughs) That he came out and it was revealed that he was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. Um... But that's the thing is like he is currently pursuing treatment for mental illness. Right. And what, so, you know, so like, all right. So he did. Uh, also, um, uh, March 11, 2012, two days before he was traded from the Dolphins mm-hmm. and the Bears, uh, he was accused of hitting a woman in a face at a New York nightclub uh, and being involved in a melee. 
Well, I mean, afterwards, he validated punching her in the face and telling her that it's going to be okay. <laughs> so, you know, it's fine. Uh, New York Post stated that Marshall, his wife, and some friends were at a uh, marquee when a brawl ensued, and Marshall punched the woman below her left eye, although he may have been attempting to hit the woman's friends. Oh, that's fine. Lack of evidence. All right, so he said, all right, so. But but tell me that's not the. No, it's a perfect analysis, and it's 100% right. It's 100% true. It's 100% accurate. Um, Now, I want to get in to some of the allegations, and you can just talk about thoughts, opinions, reactions, you know. <laughs> Brian McKinney also has said that this entire story is overblown. Mm-hmm. He just got traded there. He just got traded from the Ravens to the Dolphins two weeks ago. Sorry, go ahead. It's fine. All right, so the voicemail. The voicemail. The voicemail. I would read it, but I don't want to have to cause you to do that much. Well, uh, do that editing. You can look it up. You, if you haven't heard it or read it. It's very easily It's very, it's very easily, easily accessible. Uh, yeah. Thoughts? The defense is that it would, that was an inside joke. Worst inside joke ever. <laughs> like, That's yeah. a terrible inside joke. Even even with the, the, the sickest, darkest sense of humor, like there's nothing funny in there. Like, there's no way that Jonathan Martin like came into the locker room and was like, Yeah, man, I got that was a good one. It's funny how you referenced slapping my mother in the face again. My real mother. My real mother, man. You got me good. Oh man. Uh <sighs> There's also I'll kill the I, I'll kill you line. Yeah. He defended by uh, saying it was a reference to a dog meme. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, I'll pull up which one it is. Oh man! All right. So I'm- if we where's this going? Is this going to get posted on the Pondswoggle website? Yes, I believe. So. Okay, cool. Then this is going to be the picture. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't remember when I so I, I sent you uh, Hey, was up? You half Italian piece of shit. I saw this on ESPN, and I want to shit in your fucking mouth. I'm going to slap your fucking mouth. I'm not going to slap your real mother across the face because she's a nice lady. Fuck you. You're still Italian. I'll kill you. Followed up with, see you tonight, to which you said, tell me that was an incognito text or voicemail, and I said it was transcribed, and to which you said you've never cried from happiness, sadness, and laughter all at the same time before. Uh, If you can rate that on a 100% scale between happiness, sadness, and laughter, what, what would you rank it as? Between happiness, sadness, and laughter... Like what was it like? Was it pretty equal? Uh, Did it was reign supreme. It was uh, most parts uh, sadness, laughter from sadness, and then uh, happiness. Just because uh, I enjoy your company. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, then we talked about how uh, uh, this is for uh, wrestling fans only. Uh, that he would be joining a, a really crappy wrestling company called TNA and become a champion like Pac-Man Jones. Uh, which later on, uh, Monday, November 4th, we actually have timestamps. This will get fun. 11.34. Now there's a video of Incognito announcing Pouncey entering a bar shirtless yelling the N-word. Do you watch that video? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he is he is a psychopath. He is an insane person. Yeah. He should not be unleashed on the public. Yes. He is a menace to society. I would agree. To which you replied that the whole O-line needs its own reality show. Uh... Keep scrolling uh, uh, to which. All right. So now here we go. Thursday, November 7th, 9.08 a.m. Jeff Ireland suggests 
uh, Jonathan Martin punch Richie incognito. I never want this story to end. Of course, that was me. And then you said you might bail on the Dolphins if they don't clear house. Now, let's talk about that. I am very proud of you for everything you've been through with the Dolphins. I mean... Uh, <laughs> did you see any of like my tweets uh, no, about this? No, I didn't. At all. Um, <clears throat> uh, you can follow me uh, at Rich Cami, R-I-C-H-C-A-M-I. You can follow Mullet at Mullet is Written. Uh, Don't follow me. I never follow him. <laughs> uh, follow him and then tweet him relentlessly to tweet more. Um, this is back on eleven five. Uh, in the far reaches, in the back of Joe Philbin's mind, uh, he had to have been hoping for a heart attack. <laughs> he's on that press conference. He's just like, dear lord, just strike please. me down. Rule of threes, right? This is gonna be really sad. But he's like, I just want to see my son again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, an allusion to what you're about to say, uh, but basically, love how the Dolphins took this as the most legitimate opportunity to fire Jeff Ireland. Hashtag oh wait, hashtag Fire Island. Uh, and then I would love, <laughs> I would love to uh, if someone could show me a sabermetric stat that showed me exactly how crazy above racist Richie Incognito is. Hashtag C A R hashtag Dolphins. That's the new Brad Pitt Jonah Hill movie called Honky Ball. Uh, <laughs> it's coming out uh, next year. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so you said you've been the most, I, I haven't known a lot of Dolphins fans in my life, but I've been the most diehard Dolphins fan you'll meet. And maybe the most diehard team besides Augie and the Giants. Um, you know, that's about Which it. Which has been I a cakewalk for him. Well, yeah. This year is confirming it. Um, and for you to like bail, I've seen you in the midst of a one in 15 season. Standing in the cheapest seats possible, yelling at the top of your lungs to everybody that's leaving the building during like a 20-point loss to like the 6-12 and 12 Bengals or whatever the fuck they were. That's right. They played two more games that year. Um, like, you're not real fans! You weren't drunk. This is how you felt. And for you to say that you're close to bailing really tears my heart. Like I said, I was ashamed of you. But I was also sad because this is one of like the top ten things that happens in my life. It's a perfect storm of just horrible things happening as a, a South Florida sports fan, right? Uh, because you're already not a Marlins fan, and no, I can I failed that on the Marlins because that, that's just mismanagement. Which and, you can argue this and, is too. No, 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 and the entire bamboozling of a city and county, yeah, for tax dollars for a stadium, a bullshit stadium to tear down a fucking fucking football hall of fame landmark that was the orange bowl a building with integrity and maybe a few murders a year and also not a gaudy ass fish tank and and light Whatever show shithole is uh it basically looks like every knickknack you can buy on the side of the road at gas stations yeah. in the state of Florida. Yeah. Except $2 billion. Um, so after that whole Miami Marlins debacle, the Marlins aren't the team that I grew up with. I grew up with the Florida Marlins. Right. And I tried to stick it out for the Miami Marlins thing, and the entire city got fucked. Because, you know, the entire city is all sports fans, so they were all on board with it. Right. Um, and so until Lori is out of there and there's actually – a commitment to building an actual franchise because Lord knows they're doing it. You know, a few hours up the turnpike in Tampa or uh, 75 
in Tampa Bay. Yeah. They still can't get anyone fucking out there, but I mean, until you get ownership like the Williams sisters and Fergie and Mark Anthony, uh, <laughs> then I, I don't think that you're really going to have a, a good professional sports franchise. <clears throat> the like the only like and honestly, this is very very for real. Like the only saving grace about being about being a Miami, a Miami fan, which is hilarious because I absolutely hate the city of Miami. <laughs> That entire city can burn into the ocean. As, as we were confirmed several weeks ago when we were in Miami for a weekend. But the only solace has been the Miami Heat, which has been a great run, a fantastic run. It's mm-hmm. been a lot of fun watching the best player on earth do what he does. Um, this is literally like dickhead pong. Like back and <laughs> forth. <laughs> but as great as the Heat have been, Miami will always be a football town. I'd agree. The same way Texas will always be a football state, Florida will always be a football state. Yeah. You know? It's true. It's very true. New York's always going to be a baseball town. You know? It's true. As much as they love their Knicks and their Giants and all that stuff. Right. Uh, remember Jeff Ireland. We'll get back to him. I don't think that'll be hard. Um, <laughs> how? We're going to get back to him because uh, uh, a week ago, almost You're to the, the day. You're the person responsible for bringing this character. Hold on. I'm sorry. Hold on. Uh, then last week, this story hit. Uh, this wasn't a quote of his. Well, a part of it will be, but this is a quote from the ESPN story to where I texted you at 728 in the morning. Good morning. Hey, can I use my golf club to rub up against your vagina, then up your stomach, and then to your chest, then knock a pair of sunglasses off the top of your head? New paragraph. <laughs> then can I lean up against your buttocks with my private parts as if dancing, saying, let it rain, let it rain, before finally finishing my inappropriate behavior by emptying bottled water in your face. Enjoy your day. Greeny beat you to that one. Yeah, and then what you said, Mike and Mike beat you to ruining my day, so suck a dick and get appointed to the leadership council after that incident took place. Well, of course. Well, at the, the were the leadership council meetings the one that he required everyone to go to at the strip club. No, those were offensive line meetings. Oh, good. You know, because they have to protect the the stripper from actually being touched or something uh, in Miami, where they all get touched. Uh, to which I replied, "Hey, man, don't be a pussy. Signed your entire team." <laughs> Sorry about that. And then uh, you said, "Don't be a pussy. Be a star." That's a wrestling reference. Uh, or do, like, actual common people know what BS stars? What am I fucking saying? Um, hold on. Uh, all right, there we go. And then you said, uh, by the way, thank you, because if you really wanted to crush my heart, you would have sent the clip of someone calling Joe Philbin the next Rex Ryan. I don't know if I want to live in this kind of world, which I got sad. Uh, I was confused because I thought maybe you found a video of, like, Joe Philbin, like, jacking off in a foot action or something. <laughs> which, by the way, randomly today, I... Uh... I was listening to a really old podcast that like played the Wes Welker clip, oh, really? <laughs> where he like made thirty foot references. I oh, I love that clip. That, so is, that is the best thing ever. If you've you... never listened to that uh, press conference interview, it wasn't in a press conference. It was just like a uh, like a locker room interview yeah. or whatever. Where we're Wes Welker, best... right after the story broke, where like Rex Ryan may kind of sort of definitely has a foot fetish. Because uh, there was like a video of him. It was like, like his wife like feet. in the front seat of a car. And he's like, oh, yeah, let me see them feet. And like he's rubbing yeah. them and shit. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh. And so it was almost out of fucking Super Troopers where they had the bet to say meow. Yeah. However many times. And he's my favorite part is like, we're just going to put our best foot forward. <laughs> yeah. That's something you really want to dip your toe in the water. But you got to stay on your feet. He's got such fast feet. <laughs> like, you didn't think Wes Walker was cool. Wes Walker's the fucking man. 
He also, I think, got married to the 2005 uh, International Hooters Contest. Winner. I think Wes Walker did okay. Uh, you know, where did Wes Walker start his career, Rich? God, he so <laughs> I don't think I was going to ah! I think he put his best foot forward in leaving Miami. Um, I was gonna say, oh, <laughs> if talking about Phoenix. My and Miami Dolphins, where we'll trade you our best wide receiver for a second round pick. Uh if talking about feet is cool, consider Wes Welker, Miles Davis. <laughs> uh, uh, you said, damn, didn't see that. Uh, you, you know, this is the best thing that's happened to me in some time. And to which you congratulated me on the Vikings winning their Thursday night football game. <laughs> to which I said, okay, now I feel bad. Um, and then you talked about how we were going to be recording this podcast. Um, and then I made you feel better by talking about the Ponders. And then I asked if you whatever them. man they're rich and attractive they're fine and they have the same first name as me and my wife uh, that doesn't mean anything uh, <laughs> and then I asked if you saw the quote about Jonathan Martin's sister now slapping his real mother across the face it's not sexual at least uh, this is the quote from a teammate I don't even know if this was, was this ever told who this was no okay oh damn it I just lost it suspense building it up let me find it again and there it is we're going to run a train on your sister. She loves me. I'm going to fuck her without a condom and come in her cunt. We talked about the cunt conversation earlier. You asked if they could blow the ownership up. Just have just strip Stephen Ross and Fergie of their ownership. And uh, you would rather have, uh, again, TNA. I said that your ownership is like a real-life version of Once Upon a Time. And then you sent me a picture of Jake Long and Richie Incognito dressed up like Batman and Superman. Jake Long. Let's talk about Jake Long for a minute. Was he a part of this? Did he get out while the going was good? I think so. Is do you think it's actually a thing? Because like, he was the leader of that offensive line when Martin was a rookie. You know, he was he had to be like, and Incognito just probably felt the pressure to be better. Yeah. <laughs> Although, like Incognito had this whole like, um, like. He tried to get like a Twitter campaign going, like when uh, Jake Long was going to be leaving the Dolphins, so that they wouldn't. This is just revenge on Jeff Ireland for not resigning Jake Long. Basically, well, like, then well, the story came you, out about the fired. offensive line. Uh, meetings. Speaking of which, we completely uh, disregarded Incognito's tweets after the story broke, mm-hmm. uh, yelling, be- oh, yeah. anger tweets to every media outlet and reporter. And like Adam Schefter uh, for doing their job. Like, you piece of shit, clear my name. He was so fucked up. He was drinking vodka with a needle in it. Like, he was just drinking his steroids. Talked about the strip club thing, to which I thought you were going to switch on his side. (laughs) Sounds like a plan to me, in your words. Uh, Then you tried to uh, switch the story uh, about Jerome Simpson getting arrested for a probable cause DWI. And the last thing we talked about was me sending you a picture of Ted Ginn Jr. Uh, Dolphins shirt at Disney. <laughs> um, For a second, I was, and like, then the I, was I was like fixing, I was like scratching my ear, and I thought he said Ed Gein. <laughs> <laughs> that could be worse. Um, yeah. So the interview, you watched the whole interview. No, I didn't. Oh, watch. you didn't watch the whole no. interview? No. You don't have the heart to? Should we have no. you watch it right now? No. <laughs> All right. We've kept pretty much summed up all the events and everything that's happened. Jeff Ireland. Go. What's there to fucking talk about? I think there's a lot. 
If Jeff Ireland was in this room right now, what would you do? I kick him square in the balls. Mm-hmm. <sighs> There's like it's too exhaustive at this point to even fucking begin, which is why I'm just going to Wikipedia him. <laughs> uh, I bet the controversy section is huge. Um, how do you blame Joe Philbin? Why at all? couldn't this year have been the Hard Knocks year? Oh, I know, dude. Instead of fucking David Garrard hurt his knee in a pool. <laughs> uh, he was a ball boy for the you, Chicago Bears. Actually, that's what I meant to ask you. Was was like any of this? Like, was Jonathan Martin and Richie Incognito like main parts of Hard Knocks at all? No, Do you remember anything no, of them? They were barely on it. Jonathan Martin might have been because there was like that that rookie hazing part where there was like rookie night where they had to go and like sing oh, songs and yeah, shit like I that. Saw, I remember watching. They had the haircuts and right. shit like that. I can't remember if that was actually Martin or not. Now I have a feeling they would have rolled that footage back. I know somebody mentioned this. I think it was Bill Simmons. Wouldn't you think that HBO might have like some evidence or footage of some of this shit? Like they were there what like every day yeah. like. Like, why have they just been like, oh, yeah, we had like a whole, we had a tape of him like right here doing like a man tan dance, like, <laughs> like forcibly doing a man tan dance. Uh, uh, because I think that they were still like they they were they were they had enough sense to not do that in front of like fucking HBO cameras and shit, you know, I guess. <laughs> Like it's one thing to leave horrible voicemails and text messages because you think you you don't oh, yeah they're probably gonna I delete it or whatever yeah. or like you know that's just between us that's that doesn't surprise me. Joe Philman, do you hold him <laughs> culpable at all for not having a pulse of his locker room? I would. Can I tell you what he seems like to me? That that whether he he knows everything that happened or not. Like if you know that everything happened, then fine. Cool. You're then get out. You're fired. Um, if you don't, then you should have cool. You're fired. You know? Yeah. He looks like to me, not only number one, he looks like an amiable, like kickball coach, but he also looks like the guy in American Gothic. (laughs) (laughs) Um. All right, Jeff Ireland, or as I was saying earlier, Jeff Ireland, 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 Jeff Ireland. He was hired on at the beginning of 2008. Is there a date on that? January 2nd. Ooh, Happy New Year. Well, 2007 was the year that you guys went. Oh, one in 15, right? He was hired. This might all be my fault. That's when we met. He was. He was hired. You know who he was hired by? Parcells. Yep. Yeah, it had to be Parcells. Well, Parcells was too busy eating all those. Can we please talk about the time that you almost ate Bill Parcells sliders real quick? Me and Osmond, man. Yeah. We'll it talk was, about the end. And the, yeah, yeah. Was that, that that Bengals game? Uh, no, that was at the Cowboys game. No, 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 no. Yeah, it was at the Cowboys. No, we were no, Tony. No, 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 no. Tony, we were in the lower bowl yeah. with Osmond. For the Bengals game, we were in the upper bowl. I, know, I don't remember Osmond came to that game with us. Yeah, he came to that oh, game. Nice. There's a picture. Um, oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And we were coming down and like, oh, let's just go through the club level or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there was an open skybox. And it's just like, yo, man, open skybox. Let's fucking pop in here. And like, there was like dolphin stationary with notes and shit like that, like copious amounts of notes. 
And then there was probably could have broke this five years earlier. Bunch of sliders, <laughs> and I, like my fucking husband and I grabbed a slider. But yeah, okay. And it was pretty much assumed because didn't somebody find you and like kick you out? And like you guys can't be in here. Yeah, yeah and like, it yeah, looked like it was Parcells' office. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Parcells hired him after the horrible season, and things got off to a great start. Okay, just went to play. We want we won the AFC's title, uh, becoming the Pennington. Yeah, um, becoming the first team in NFL history to reach the playoffs after only winning one game the previous season. Uh, in reaction to the victory and the title, uh, Ireland was uh, uh, he granted a rare interview to ESPN's Tim Graham. A remarkable feeling. Blah, 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 blah. Everything's so great. <laughs> End quotes. Uh, April 2010. Is this the Des Bryant story? Ireland asked NFL prospect <laughs> Des Bryant during a formal interview whether or not Bryant's mother was a prostitute. According to unnamed NFL sources, Bryant allegedly told Ireland that his dad was a pimp and that uh, his mother worked for his father. Bryant denies ever telling Ireland that his father was a pimp. Ireland later apologized to Bryant for asking the question. Didn't we uh, once like fake workshop this incident of like how quickly he asked? I just imagine like, will you be Des Bryant? I can be Jeff Ireland in this uh, little improv scene we're about to do right here. Sure. It's kind of like the uh, the never been a right time to say goodbye. <laughs> sure, <laughs> which we have to remember for yeah. our, next, our next podcast. Hi, Des uh, Jeff Ireland. Great to meet you. Uh, great to meet you. Awesome man. How how you enjoying everything so far? So far so good. You know, talking. About... Oh, fuck you, Whitey. <laughs> and that's how it went. That's exactly. But it was like over, like I could, like you could do that multiple times. Like he's talking about his favorite schemes. He's like, "Oh, you like to run? Okay, you like to run like a slant route? Okay, awesome. Like 30, 40 yards. Cool, awesome. All right, yeah, how much for your mom? <laughs> Why would you do that? All right, so there was that story. Don't Why is that? What does that have to do with football? Well, there were character issues because the whole Des Bryant thing with well, Deion yeah, Sanders. Everyone knew there were character issues coming out. What does his mother being a prostitute don't just and you don't just come out and say it like you know oh what was your upbringing like you just what you did just, your mom like what what kind of jobs did your parents have if Des Bryant was a basketball player they just would have sent Delonte West over to Des Bryant's mother and figured it out boom oh <laughs> that's one LeBron I'm up one nothing on you let's go what's next Rich Ireland's tenure with the Dolphins <laughs> Ireland's tenure with the Dolphins became controversial as the club's on-field successes declined after 2008. Pause, Pause. I just want to point out uh, by that joke earlier, I just got fired from ESPN. Go on. <laughs> uh, controversial, okay. Yeah. Uh, public efforts to recruit free agent players such as Peyton Manning and Alex Smith were unsuccessful. We made a run at Alex Smith. That Mormon would have been so lost. As was the effort to recruit former Titans coach Jeff Fisher. Oh, I remember that. You guys didn't get Fisher. We also tried to get Jim Harbaugh, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ireland's handling of his Des Bryant interview was cited as an example of poor leadership on Ireland's part and a perception that Ireland was not honest in dealings with his players. What? In 2011, some fans pitched in to have a plane fly over Sun Life Stadium reading... Mr. Ross, Ross, save our dolphins! Fire Ireland! A long ass banner. <laughs> uh, at a home game in 2012, Ireland was seen speaking to and taking pictures with fans 
one fan told him to fire yourself, stating that Ireland has made the Miami Dolphins a laughingstock of the NFL since he's been GM. Ireland responded to the fan by calling him an asshole. See you at the next game. <laughs> Don't forget your season ticket package. Asshole. <laughs> I... D- Literally, none of the incognito stuff is in here yet. Oh, uh, well, they're waiting. They don't want to have to type them any words yet. So, he's not good, I think, is the gist. I mean, you just got to the playoffs with him. <laughs> uh, he went to uh, college at Baylor and was their kicker. Oh, he's a football background. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, he uh, is what it says. Uh, at Baylor, Ireland was known for making difficult kips, kicks, but missing the easy ones. Against Rice University in 1991, for example, he made a 58-yard field goals field goal and then missed field goals of 43, 45, and 27 yards. And Baylor, a 20-and-a-half-point favorite, lost the game by three points. And now we get the answer. <laughs> He's the lonesome kicker. He's, He's been Adam Sanson to talk about this entire time. He is Ray Finkel. He's Ireland is Finkel. Finkel is Ireland. Ireland is not real. Ireland is not real. Oh, God. I know. <laughs> Where's your plunger? <laughs> Honestly. Hey, got any more of that gum, Rich? If he was if he was Ray Finkel, that would make the most sense of anything that has happened in the last three weeks. Uh, oh my god! My life is imploding around me! Uh, really, really I'm man. turning into Tim Kirkjian! I need to go to Bullmoron! <laughs> Hey, uh, hey, Timmy, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> did you hear this guy's name that, uh, that ah, was, I'm uh, in an airport laughing like an idiot. Did you hear this guy on the, uh, on the dolphins that, uh, that was making fun of everybody in? Everybody? Uh, Name's, no. uh, Richie Incognito. <laughs> <laughs> so Jeff Ireland killed a hitchhiker. Jesus Christ. So to wrap this up, I don't think I think that's a wonderful. Conclusion. Oh, you haven't seen the meme yet. Oh no, I haven't. Let me see. <laughs> okay, now I get the whole thing. Now I mean, doesn't it all make sense? Now I'm on, on Kenny's side. Yeah. Uh, where what a do you bitch, see? Huh? All right, so Jonathan Martin's definitely not coming back to the team. No. Probably going to go to the Colts, where he has a friend. And Incognito actually, um, I just think filed a grievance. Is, yeah, he just filed a grievance. Which I'm sure will go over wonderful. Uh, Philbin, does he make it out of the season? No. Does Jeff Ireland make it out of the season? You know what? Yeah, he does. Because, you know why? Because Stephen Ross gave Philbin the vote of confidence. Mm -hmm. And anyone that's paid attention to the league in the last fucking 15 goddamn years, anytime the owner gives the coach the vote of confidence, it's the kiss of fucking death. You could have just replaced the the, the owner with uh, Jerry Jones. <laughs> That's the only time that ever happens. But no, yeah. All right, so you're saying Ireland stays, Philbin Ireland, goes. Ireland, for some butt-fucking-reason, is going to still have his fucking job, probably. He should resign. He should. He should. If he was a 
decent goddamn human being, he would resign in shame mm-hmm. and fucking get gay married with Lagan Kiffin. Uh, Which, by the way, I was making a joke earlier in the year mm-hmm. when the Dolphins were 3-0 and the Jets like looked like a mess. And I'm like, oh my god, Rex Ryan's going to get fired this year and the Jets are totally going to hire Lane Kiffin because that's totally a Jets move. No! If Lane Kiffin becomes the coach of the Dolphins, you're done, right? <laughs> and, and, and Jeff Ireland's still the, the yeah. general manager? I don't know how I could support a team with such reprehensible people. All right, two things. Number one, Jeff Ireland has trouble like doing these things because he's still, he's trying to be like the the detective, the chief. Never mind, that's a awful joke. Also, fucking Tannehill, man, grow a fucking pair and lead your team. Take a stance. He's a second year player too. I mean, look at the other second. Like I was always defending Tannehill as far as like. He would have been getting a lot more praise if he wasn't in the same draft class as Wilson, Luck, and RG3. Mm-hmm. Like, Luck, that's a goddamn leader. Wilson, that's a goddamn leader right even there. Griffin's, even Griffin's even a leader. Griffin, yeah, he's a fucking leader. Yeah. He said, even though he won't fucking take a goddamn stand on the Redskins name right. debacle, that's a whole other fucking issue. I don't think that's his place, but that's just my point. But he could. He could. He could make a difference. But to his teammates in football-related things, he's a leader. Right, but I'm just saying, like, I know, I know. You can take a stand, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, and then he's a leader. Fucking take a stand, man. Fucking earn the respect of your locker room and take a goddamn stand. But he's not, you know. Well, like, try to salvage his season, and I don't know, man. Just he's still trying to figure out. Uh, if... Yeah, yeah, I know, I get it. It's fucking <laughs> hilarious. Uh, the other thing I was gonna add and point out was now. I know we're gonna end the show immediately after I say this. If all this happened with Saban as the coach, we're done. <laughs> it's late. I got dishes to do. You need. You got a fucking thing that you got to do. You didn't answer my question, Rich. You get to do this whole thing to me with the Cavs when, like, later in the year, Andrew- I'm not gonna be this bad. Look, no, I know. When Andrew Bynum is laying in half on the court in four months, like literally split in half. And we wasted $12 million a year. And also, when our... All, that, one, all, all I'll have to say is, yeah. And then when yeah. our number one draft pick is the only one that knows CPR, and he dies while trying to give him CPR when he has his asthma flare-up. Oh, don't wave your arms at me. Kyrie Irving's a really good player. So is Ryan. So he's good. <laughs> he's... Never mind. Okay. Ignore the saving comment. I'm sorry. That, that was seriously like... Not fucking cool. I mean, you could argue that none of it would have happened. (laughs) (laughs) This has been the first edition of the blank. No, you don't do this. I do this. Well, they're going to be pissed off. I'll tell you who's pissed off. You. God damn it, man. Fucking my. You know what? I'm very curious. Oh, no. What? I just want to go to the Finn fans uh, Facebook Uh page. Uh Uh-huh. Just want to see what the pulse of the fans are. Are they going to look up the Dolphins' record since Saban left and Saban's record since he's left? No, I'm not. I'm not going to do that to myself. There we go. Oh, what do we got? Everybody left. <laughs> <laughs> There's nobody. <there. laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, since we don't have any emails yet or, or mm, tweets yeah, or anything, here we go. Um, uh, from A.R. Johnson. We're still the Dolphins. Through thick and thin, it hurts. However, we've been a lot worse in other markets. Oh, I'm going to read them exactly. At least we had the Shuli. At least we had the the Shuli days. At least we had the Marino days. This too shall pass. Get your damn fins up. Go Dolphins. That guy gets it. Jonathan Scooter Colitis. Who is it? Jonathan Martin says. <laughs> uh, I wonder how bandwagon fans feel right about now. Did you tell me the Dolphins? Patrick Coigne uh, uh, says I want Gruden as our head coach next year. That's a great idea. Who, who ideally would you want your coach to be? If you had to pick, like, if you had, like, your choice of anybody. And you can't, they have to be living. Bill Cower. <laughs> That's never going to happen at this point. You said anybody, and they're living. Well, no, I'm, I'm like, like, so fucking, what do you want from no, no, no. All right, I, I just wanted to hear who you, all right, so. <laughs> what? I always wanted to take whatever you said. You could have said anybody, and I would be like, well, no. <laughs> wow. What? Nobody's fucking talking about this. <laughs> Everyone's in denial. Are these like dated like 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 a couple a few days ago? No, these are all like in the last few days. So uh, Mike Wallace couldn't catch a Nerf football thrown to him by a nine-year-old daughter. Well, she's probably does she have a good arm? <laughs> uh, it's a lot of fun for me. I just have to say, had this all gone on when you guys like say you guys were. Had like kept the winning streak up. You guys started three and zero, then you lost four in a row, then you won one, then you lost to the previously un, previously zero and eight or zero and nine Buccaneers. If you when this broke and you guys were like five and zero, like six and one, something like that, would it have hurt a lot worse? Are you at least glad that it happened? Like I don't think it was the cause for the decline. You guys ran into a tougher schedule. But like had this hit when you guys were doing really good, kind of like the, uh, the like the uh, the Wilson thing with FSU. Is that the quarterback name? Wilson Watson. Well, I don't know what his name is because um, I don't follow college football anymore. But um, like the FSU quarterback, like I imagine FSU fans are just like, "Fuck!" Would you have kind of been like you know like you would have been like more upset or? Yeah, I still think it would have. Would it would it have hurt? It would have hit you harder. <clears throat> um. Yeah, because. By the time it hit, like it was already starting to writing was on the wall. All the, all the pieces were were on the wall. Yeah, mm-hmm. like get, getting put together that this wasn't that good of a team. Um, like we had that win over the Falcons, but then it turns out the Falcons absolutely sucked Suck. this year. Who have you guys beat? You beat the Falcons. You beat the Ravens. Browns. The Browns, and you beat the. Uh, you just beat on Thursday night the other week. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah. So beat both teams from Ohio. <laughs> Thank God. Um, but, yeah, I think it would have been worse just because I, uh, myself, and I'm sure a lot of other Dolphins fans would have gotten that. It's actually happening, guys. It's actually. No. Whereas this was more like along the lines of, oh. Oh yeah, there it is. What? What's this? Oh, oh, come on! I look forward to doing this pod. Let's do this podcast again in a year when Jeff Ireland is in your general manager. When you have a new coach, 
and you guys are in the perfect position to be number one in the AFC East next year. Which I think is going to happen. You have the talent. I'm pulling for you, man. Despite every joke that I make, it's for our audience's entertainment, and it's for my personal pleasure. Just pluck Bill Polian from ESPN. He was on... Incognito was on, like, Polian and Dungey's do not draft list. Do not draft character issues. Dungey don't lie. Dungey no. Sir, like... He didn't draft Marvin Harrison. He was just there when he got there. (laughs) Rich, take us home. Thank you guys for listening to the Blank Slate podcast. Thank you guys for getting through a tough time. You'll be doing that for me and Mullet and some of our other friends as, as we take this journey down the podcast superhighway. Don't forget to tweet at us at blank slate pod and send us emails with your uh, reaction. Get put in your two cents to the whole Richie incognito debacle at blank slate podcast at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, don't forget to check us out. You could find this podcast, uh, especially the first one. You'll be able to find it on podswoggle.com. Which, if you uh, are the next in, few, yes. you'll be able to find on podswoggle.com until if, we get it up on iTunes. Uh, and also, please, 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 when this is up on iTunes, because the beginning of a podcast, a new podcast, is the best opportunity for you to get noticed by iTunes and, and get up on the matrix. Because I think uh, people are starting to sort of figure out their mm-hmm. algorithm by now mm-hmm. and figuring out it's like it's all about like how many like new listeners you get mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, so please tell people about this. Get us up there on iTunes. Please rate and review us. Please, please, please do that. Um, let's make this thing happen. It'll be a lot of fun. Get you guys involved as well. And while you are on Podswoggle.com listening to Blank Slate, if you appreciate professional wrestling, as always, check it'll, out. It'll all be there. It'll all be there. Listen to Podswoggle Wrestling Podcast for Entertainment. That's all I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, you literally won't be able to miss it. No. <laughs> it's everywhere yeah so um well do you have any final thoughts no i'm looking forward to the next one already i'm just by the basketball season already is yes in full effect as well so am i we'll probably get there fucking sixers huh (laughs) it's just surprising yeah all right so for chris mullet rich cammy thanks for listening to the blank slate no flash I'm going to come up with some pun. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) Well, hold on. Let's just get this started. Let's just rally you up here. Here we go. That baby-headed motherfucker. Oh! He's got so many soft spots on his skull. Look at that forehead. He looks like he should be in this island earth. I don't think you get that reference. No. That's a fucking, that's a 400 head. That's him making a phone call. I'm sure that was good. Jeff Ireland, you're a piece of shit.